Keiki? Keiki. Keiki. Japanese for okay. cake. I'm not going to forget that. And then okay. Shu is hiding. That's right. Shu is Shu is hiding. Full name, Shu a la creme. Oh, I thought maybe you named it Shu after, after the box trolls. Oh. Oh, no. I, I wish I wish there were movie references. We were pushing for, because uh, the male cat has a little soul patch, a little black mark right here. So yeah, we were pushing. Uh, Chris Gaines. Chris Gaines. We wanted Garth. Garth. <laughs> or Garth. Um, Abby did not like that. No, uh, wouldn't go for it. Wouldn't go for it. Every single pet my family has ever had is named after a, a, movie TV, character. a TV or a movie character. Yeah. So you got Dewey from Scream. Dewey from Scream. What else? Uh, home Sweet Home in New York. There's Wally, but mm-hmm. it was too obviously if we spelled it W-A-L-L-E. So he's W-A-L-L-Y. And then they mm-hmm. also have Gordy named after Gordy and Stand By Me. Oh, great. Oh, perfect. That's wonderful. Cool. Mm-hmm. Do you have a dog named after Indiana Jones? No. Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> I feel like that should be on the list yeah. eventually, but yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we'll ever get there. Uh, Perry, thank you so much for coming over and watching this movie. Yes, thank you. Um, I'm so excited because you are such a horror fan and 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 uh, so known for uh, being like a, a champion of the genre that I'm just excited to, to kind of pick your brain about it, but... Let's just get into it. Should we just get into it? Start the podcast. Welcome to the 500 Greatest Films Podcast, everybody. My name is Hector Navarro. Sitting across from everybody. me is, everybody <laughs> is uh, my good buddy, Mr. Keller Knobloch. Say hi, Keller. Hi, Hector. How are you doing? And I'm doing great, man. Thanks doing for great. answering me before he continuing. Yeah. <laughs> really good. Um, our guest today, uh, you know her as um, the... Uh, um, oh, my gosh. Is it the... It, like, hang on. Don't tell me. Don't tell You told me beforehand. Oh, you're going for the real time. I'm going right for the now. actual, legit. Is I think it, it was real deal, big deal. Real deal, big deal. Mm-hmm. Real deal, big deal. I'll give you a hint. Executive it's two, producer. Two wor- two I know words. it's two words. Supervising producer. No, I know what? it might have been. You got one word right. It's producer. Yes. Uh, uh, I think senior producer. Senior producer. You got it. Super senior, duper big deal. <laughs> senior producer. Super duper big deal. Real deal, big deal. Scratch that onto my little name tag in the office now. Super duper big deal. Senior producer at Collider. Perry Nemiroff is here, and uh, so excited to have Perry here. Perry, you, um, just real quick before we start to remind me, uh, I sent you a, a list of movies. You did. And you immediately were like, it's got to be Down of the Dead. You sent me a list of like 10 movies. Last like, year. Yeah, like you said, I am super into genre. I'm not as well versed in the Romero zombie movies as I think I should be. So when I saw that on the list, I'm like, yeah, Let's I do should it. be rewatching that. Let me revisit. But you you are a big fan of the 2004 oh, remake. Oh, yes. yes. I, I mean, I didn't yeah. really watch any of the Romero movies sure. until I saw that. And I'm yeah. like, oh, I must explore everything that led to mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. So is we that have one on this list. Uh, which one? The new one. The I don't think it is. I'd let me be double surprised check. If it okay. was, actually, let me double check. I would also be surprised. But like we, if we saw it on like the list, I wouldn't be that surprised. Both I guess. that movie and the remake of the Crazies needs to be on this list. Really? Mm. The re- oh, Okay, see, so the remake of the Crazies won't be because that oh, came out in 2010. 2010. Oh, yeah. And the right, list right. we're, we're only going off of uh, anything. So I can add that. In 08. You can can if you so choose. Don't you can. Spoil it. Um, Let me check here. Dawn of the Dead. Let's see. Let's see. Where is it? No. It's just the original. Mm. That's all it is. But as far as Romero, I'm pretty sure that he only has the first two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Let's see here. Yeah, that's all it is. Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead are the two Romero movies on there. So I want to talk about this uh, real bad. So we've got two traditions on the podcast, Perry. Two. The first one, Keller is going to tell us what movie we're talking about. And then the second one is, by the end of the podcast, we're going to ask you to contribute your very own pick. So like you said, it could be the Crazies remake. It could be the Zack Snyder remake. It could be any movie, movie... Any movie ever, something you loved as a kid, something you saw last week at TIFF, because you just came back from oh, TIFF. I could, I could play that game. You yeah. can play it if you want, if you want. Literally, any like a movie that no one's seen, you could put on the list of the or, 500 greatest films or of all time. That's a, a baller-ass movie. You could do that. Or another thing it's you could do is appealing. a movie that everybody has seen that I think that, you know, we've had this before. Like, we've got picks on there. Like, again, Jurassic Park, Princess Bride. These movies, that, like it's like unanimously agreed upon. They're like, oh, they're great. They're one of the greats. So you could pick that as well just to ensure that that is on our new list that okay. we're developing with oh, them. Oh, I am so or just to champion something you love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Well, so I can't wait to hear some of your okay. options. And in a way, I kind of just want to get through this first part to get to that part. Yeah, I I'm just want to hear, <laughs> yeah. hear what you got. <laughs> so, many so, so, Perry, you were looking over the list before we started, um, the good and the bad. It's from 2008. It's from Empire Magazine, a British magazine. So Keller's going to tell us what movie we're talking about today in a stuffy British guy voice. Keller? 415. Mm. Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> 1978, director George A. Romero, inventive splatter and a, I, I skipped to the next one, inventive splatter and a savage political message, make Romero's zombies in a shopping mall epic, the most extraordinary of his initial trilogy. Watch out for effects genius Tom Savini as one of the bikers. Mm, I did not know that. Guy with the mustache. Oh, really? Okay, okay, cool. Tom Savini, okay. very cool, very cool. Um, I, I think I disagree with that blurb. I think it's a little... I don't I think like it. it. Epic? I, yeah. I think the music kills the epic. <laughs> I think it's. it may have been epic in 78, but I think that so much of zombie stuff I guess. since then has 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 not been kind to this original, you know? As opposed to the original Night of the Living Dead, I still think holds up, has a very strong political message behind it, and I think that that Dawn of the Dead is a little bit um, weakened by like, like, I don't know, I guess the budget, the makeup. It's just stuff that just seems quaint now, which is a bummer, which is a bummer because I'm sure yeah. in 78 people were like, oh man, it's crazy. And now we're like, meh. It's a challenge when we have so much to compare it to. I know. That like is you, the thing as you well. You look at like the artistry in The Walking Dead and that kind of yep. makeup. It's difficult just to be inundated with that kind of content. Not that Tom Savini isn't a legend, mm -hmm. but then you go back to something like this where the gray doesn't cover all the yeah. way up to their eyes and it's hard it's hard to fully feel like, "Oh, that's a real zombie that's going to kill someone." I know. I know. It's a real bummer. Um it's it and I think it's true with everything. It's true with like CG special effects. You go back and watch movies from the 80s or 90s that have like computer generated imagery. And even though it was groundbreaking then, you're like, but that doesn't hold up. Um, even with like stop motion, Harry Housen, or even the original King Kong, you're like, man, it's quaint. It's cool. But look at where like CG or motion capture special effects or miniatures are today or even stop motion animation. Yeah, stop talking motion. about yeah. Nightmare Before Christmas oh, yeah. like we were beforehand, you know? So like, yeah, it's just, it's, it, it's. Um, what if someone remade uh king kong with stop motion like again. that would be awesome yeah. but it would be cool i bet you like like leica studios could do the whole thing in stop motion make everybody even like wish. the human like that'd be awesome that would be very cool with 3d printing where it is today like yeah that's how yeah, yeah that would if be only dope people would actually see like a movie so I that know. they would have the money to do this actually travis I knight know. probably has like bottomless pockets so now, who knows yeah that's I right i did miss uh missing, missing link. link i mean it was in the title we missed yeah, it um we missed it. but i do love kubo I was there Kubo's for Kubo yeah. in theaters. I bought that on 3D Blu-ray. So I have that in 3D as that well. That looks great. <laughs> it's looks cool. Looks great in 3D. Kubo's great. It's my favorite of their movies, but I haven't seen Missing Link yet. You've seen Box Trolls, right? I haven't actually Box yet. Box Trolls those is are the, my, those my are the personal two. favorite. Really? It's yeah. your favorite? I do. Uh, it's one, pretty cool. Uh, one Halloween, Dewey, my cat, was a Box Troll, <gasps> and it was my greatest like artsy-fartsy thing that I've ever done in my entire life, and it looked great. How did yeah, your cat that. not... Well, first of all, I was about to ask, how did you not like rip out of that? But so, I'm like, cats love boxes. Exactly. <laughs> I think that was the trick of it is like if I dress him in boxes, he'll wear things. But I've discovered recently, not mm -hmm. to derail this conversation, oh, that he will he will wear things. Like he'll mm. wear things and suck it up just so I can get a photo. So I've gotten in the habit of, since the box trolls, dressing him up as a character from a Focus Features movie. So... Last year, he was Ruth Bader Ginsburg for On the Basis of Sex. Nice. And uh, this year, he is Carson from Downton Abbey. He's going to be Downton Abbey. <laughs> he's, he's got like a little bowler hat on and a suit and everything. It's great. Wow. Good. wow. Amazing. Um, Kelly, you saw the Downton Abbey movie. Yeah, I saw it. And it hasn't come out yet. It's great. And you saw an advanced screening. Perry loved it. Keller thought it was just all right. I thought it was... So beef about it. Are fight. you a you fan too. of the show? I saw... I saw up until Matthew ate it. Mm. I know um, a lot of this stuff now, but I've only seen season one. Mm. Oh, okay. Did you just spoil the show for Perry? You no, know, that well, they every, do a recap at the beginning of the got, movie. Yeah, okay, they okay. actually didn't play that at oh, the screening didn't? that I oh, okay. went to. But <laughs> so you I, know that. Well, like, I figure, a lot of you, you figure it all out <laughs> right, when yeah, you watch right, right. it. So There's a lot but of it, information. It, it was so interesting because Keller and his girlfriend Chelsea, they came home after this advanced screening and they were, and I asked him about it. And then like, 
I think the next day was uh, Friday when I when I yeah. came into and then you I were talking that about was it. at that screening. Oh, great. Oh, great. So um, so it was interesting to hear both of your guys like perspectives on. Uh, but yeah, I didn't ask you after you saw Keller, like, had you seen the show? I've seen a bunch you know, of it. I remember you, I remember you or Chelsea said like, well, it made me want to watch the show before seeing it. Like it made me want to watch the, the, all of the show. Chelsea wanted and to then, get through and I yeah. wanted to like at least catch up. But for sure. Then for I sure. did. And then I started watching it and I was like, this is a lot. Yeah. It <laughs> is a lot. lot. I will yeah. go back and I will watch all the seasons because yeah, yeah, yeah. I really did enjoy myself season one, but I got, I got Very a whole cool. bunch of gaps it's, to fill in now. It goes awesome. crazy. I like, hear it's great. I hear it's great. They, man. Yeah. It. It does what you would do after you get to season five. It's like, what else can we do? You know? So like another Christmas. Melodrama to the max. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That's hilarious. Um, well, the conversation's been guys, derailed. Go see it. But that's part of the Yeah, guys, go see it. Go see Downton Abbey. It's just called Downton Abbey, right? That's the movie name. Yeah. Or does Downton it Abbey the I movie. wonder if it's yeah, Downton mm. Abbey the movie technically. Mm. Yeah, maybe. That's weird. Well, okay. That's cool. Um, but this is the whole point of this podcast is we like to derail it as often as possible. But we're talking there are about no zombies in Downton Abbey. Yeah, see, we brought it back. There we go. Easy. That's a great crossover um, idea. <laughs> Let's go back. Huh. It would be like Pride and Prejudice and Zombies, though. So that oh, would, would it be but good? that book that book is way better than that that's movie. what i heard that's what i heard yeah that was a fun read okay cool i'm curious uh are you a big reader do you read a lot i well not like mm. reading like my eyes looking at words on a page i listen to a lot of audiobooks oh, cool. that like not non-stop because you know counts. i run a lot so yes. that's how the running flies by is i find a really good book that i'm super into Very and then cool. before i know it i've listened to two hours of a book and you've ran three, yeah. 13.5 miles Hopefully the number amounts to 26.2, but I'll take that amount for now. Cool. What book are you listening to tomorrow? Yeah. I'm a little stressed about this one because I started, so I did a 15 mile run last weekend and I started listening to the Goldfinch in an effort to prepare for the Goldfinch at TIFF. And I listened to probably about like eight hours of it before I actually got to Toronto. Super into the book. I thought it was mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. Sat down for this two and a half movie. Oh, yeah. It's of garbage. Oh, it's, no. There, it's like every individual department is delivering and yeah. nothing comes together really? at all. It's such a bummer. And I walked oh, out of the man. movie thinking to myself like, oh, here's this book that I was loving that I don't feel like listening to anymore. Mm. But last night when I ran, I did put it back on and I'm back into it now. Mm. So that is what I'm okay, going to be listening okay. to Are you tomorrow. somebody who, question for you, because I think that Keller and I have differing opinions do you read the book first or do you watch the movie first? Yeah, and do I, you have a strong opinion I either ask way? that question at junkets all the time because yeah. I don't have a strong opinion either mm. way. I think the greatest thing in the world is when I can find a book and a movie adaptation that could be interchangeable. Yeah, that where are both it's good. Like, they're, they're both good. You can watch them in either order and one will always wind up enhancing the other. And I think yes. the, the one example that comes to mind of that right now is Room. I think you oh. can go one way or the other, and they both offer something a little different on the, the same Brie story. The Brie Larson movie? Yeah. That book is wow. great. I think my example is No Country for Old Men. Mm. That's I a good example. That. crazy. I mean, I love the movie way more than the book, but like, I really enjoyed Jurassic Park. I read it for the first time That's like, a great example, ago. too, mm-hmm. because Jurassic Park has so much that's not in the movie. Sure. That is, a lot of it's crazy. Yeah. Like, it opens Super with- Super different. Yeah, it opens with John Hammond. Like, mm-hmm. he has a miniaturized elephant. And I'm like, what the fuck? John Hammond's like a completely different <laughs> person in the book. But, but oh, the movie- many elephants. Yeah, the, well, like, well, wait till, Park was wait till Fallen Kingdom, and then they get pretty wacky too. Like that's pretty much where they go with you that. Have but to wait a long time. You have though. to wait, yeah, five movies. Fair yeah. enough. Um, but the movie enhances the book for me for sure. And yeah. I had, I felt the same thing with The Shining. Like I watched the movie first and then read The Shining. Shining's an and, interesting comparison you know, too, yeah. because I mean, they they take almost two completely different paths. Mm. I mean, you see, w- now, Wendy and Danny are completely different characters in now, the book. The funny thing is, is maybe as I had too much of the movie coloring my experience but i know that people for that movie and book are like uh jack nicholson is straight up evil jack's jack is evil in the book he is more of a sympathetic character and so i'm like okay so knowing that i read the book for the first time and right at the beginning i'm like no he's a piece of shit no, like, he's, I, he's a piece of shit but yeah. he's more sympathetic he's a, he's a piece of shit but mm-hmm. you spend more time with him with mm. him as he kind of like descends mm. into that like really vile madness. Mm. Okay. And it's right. like and when, Wendy and like Danny are more a active fight with characters. his humanity still yes. in the book. Yeah. Like, right. Whereas you do see that at least. The movie he's like, t- you know, he's taken by the hotel mm-hmm. and he's, you know, and he's gone. Um, I he think he's excited for Dr. 
after sleep. <gasps> so yeah, excited. I am. Have you read that book? That I'm book halfway so through good. it right now. It's so good. Yeah, it's very good. Like oh, I man. can't, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I think I might have liked reading Doctor Sleep even more than The Shining. Uh, that that's fine. Reading the book, The Shining. You liked Doctor Sleep, Sleep, the book, more think, than The I Shining, the book. Did, that's yeah. cool. Well, was it? Yeah. What, what, what was the year difference? Stephen King's The Shining, it's the book pretty, versus I think '90s is when the. Doctor Sleep came out. Right? I think it's even more recent. I feel really? like it might have been 2010 or Holy I think it crap. might have been 2010 or 2011. So it's like a few Maybe decades. Even, yeah, yeah. It was a while. Stephen King writing The Shining and then writing I f- the sequel. I feel like I was in film school when that when Whoa. that book came out. Well, see, that's exciting to me because I feel like, of course, it should be better because Stephen King has just oh, yeah, 2013. been 2013. Whoa, that's wild. Well, I that makes that. me really excited. And I'm also really excited, even though I'm not somebody who's like a super fan of the film, even like I don't I'm not, I don't hold it to be, you know, uh, really, really sacred. The fact that they made this, they didn't as far as I could tell, nobody said like, oh, it's for sure going to be a sequel to the movie but as well. Like for sure. A right. Sequel. That's also making me really excited, too. The fact because, that they're taking a new Stephen yep. King book, even though he hates that. Movie. Yes. Yeah. And, and acknowledging the uh, like the first. Movie I want to know like, how he feels about this movie. Oh, I'm sure he's going to dig it. The way he felt about Dark Tower and The Shining and every, like everything. Well, now he's just on board it. with every one of yeah, them. Yeah, that's what Someone I'm saying. just reminded me of the Dark Tower thing. And I'm like, oh, no. <sighs> yeah, That no. show, though, I'm excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, me too. It's going to be completely but different. let me be real. I'm also kind of like. Also, we got a Skarsgård as Randall Flagg now. That's pretty cool. That's Here's the thing, though. Just like Perry was describing about how you watch this two and a half hour movie and you're like, ugh, I don't want to get like back into it. I read the Dark Tower book mm-hmm. and I thought it was in the first one. I thought it was interesting it and better. that's what everybody okay. says. And I'm like, I could, I could feel the potential, but it didn't grab me. Then for real, saw the movie and was like, I'm not into this world. Like, and that's such a bummer, but yeah, I, you know, even though I know it's not fair to, to do that from that first Idris Elba, but here's Matthew the, McConaughey movie, but I was like, yeah. eh, I don't want to put in the effort for the six Dark other Tower books or whatever. was bumped down my list for that reason yeah. because of the movie. And, uh, <sighs> you know, my uh, witching hour co-host, Haley, mm-hmm. she keeps trying to get me to read The Stand, but mm-hmm. I can't do it until I finish running because she told me it has like a very slow pace to it. And if and I start to, listening to yeah. that, I'm in the best uh, Stephen King, Richard Bachman, whatever book that I've listened to while I was running is The Long Walk. Which is like a really backwards way to motivate yourself yeah. to keep at a certain pace. Ironic title. Yeah. That's really funny. Have you yeah. In the Tall Grass? Mm. Um, that is next on my list because that adaptation is coming to yeah. Netflix very, very soon. Ooh. Gnarly as fuck. I, I, I tried to read the Tommyknockers recently and I couldn't get through it. That's like his first one, right? Yeah, I put yeah, that I, I put that down it. probably like a quarter of the way through the audio really? book, yeah. which I don't usually do. Yeah. I usually like to do the movie or TV show first and then read the book. Um, and I find that if, and maybe again, maybe I'm wrong because like my experience with the shining, I let the movie or the TV show color my, my reading too much. But, and so if there's like a bad movie or whatever, Mm -hmm. like I, this is my normal policy. And I did a book club show, um, on the internet a few years ago. And my co-host Rachel Hine from Nerdist, she was like, do not watch the golden compass. We're going to read it. Don't watch the movie. Cause she was so concerned. Also don't listen to the audio book. And I, right. And I, I, really? Why? I just don't like the cat, the voice. Okay. I don't like when they do a yeah. bunch of voices. I so like oh, just they did one multiple reader. people, yeah. yeah. I don't like when there's a cast. There's so many talented mm. people who can do multiple characters. Why yeah. would you no. bother? Exactly. But see, I am. I, I haven't listened to enough audiobooks. I'm of the mind of like, give me a full cast. I'm that idiot. I'm like, no, no come on. I get, like, I can't really articulate why I prefer one mm-hmm. reader, but there's something about it that I think I get absorbed in it more. I mean, even reading The Goldfinch right now, that is a huge ensemble cast, mm-hmm. and he does everything from kids wow. to adults wow. to, like, a woman with a raspy voice. And if you listen to any of the Star Wars audiobooks, those are especially impressive yes. because one one reader for everything, but so many of them sin- can so perfectly mimic the people from the yeah. movies. And yeah. then sometimes they'll have audio cues that are familiar from the films, and it I really just that. like cool. sucks you now, into the world. I've had an idea. Listen up, Warner Brothers, Warner Media, for years, where I was like, our they should get. So. What's that? I said our number one listener. Our number so, one listener, yeah. Warner Media. That they should get as much of the cast as is a- available from the Harry Potter franchise. No, okay. and except for obviously Daniel Radcliffe cannot no. do twelve-year-old 
11-year-old Harry Potter. You know what I mean? Like, you got to get kid actors to he be the kids. He is wonderful, by the way. Who, Daniel Radcliffe? Yes. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, I believe awesome. it. I just crossed paths with him at TIFF. Or right. He said yes there, to Swiss Army Man. He's hands down one of the coolest stars yes. out there. He's, like, super nice, mm-hmm. super engaged in interviews, which mm-hmm. can be hard to come by when yep. someone's had so much success. But what he's done with his career yep. since Harry Potter excites me more than anybody out there. Yeah. I know whenever I go to see a Daniel Radcliffe movie, mm-hmm. I will never have seen something like that before that's a very good point yeah and he's awesome that is definitely true of the he's movie great. he had at tiff it's called guns akimbo he mm-hmm. has guns bolted to his hands in the movie and it's freaking nuts <laughs> on board so it's a sequel to swiss army man is what it is yeah yeah, like. yeah that's yeah. now cool. he has a gun attachment yeah so that's, that's around. the sequel so maybe bring back daniel radcliffe and emma watson and rupert grint for the epilogue of the last book but here's what i'm saying here's what i'm saying you get maggie smith you get I know you um, get Maggie Smith to read the entire thing no. or you get Michael Gambon to read the entire thing. You get thing. Michael Gambon. You get any of the surviving actors unfortunately Snape can't do it. RIP the no. best character the best actor of the yeah. of the Harry Potter series, but bring these bring the cast, bring this ensemble cast. Sorry, Use, Michael Gambon was the best actor of the Harry Potter series. Fair fair point. Fair point. Use the John Williams scores. Use the sound effects when it's appropriate. And then what you end up with is like, it will feel as like it's a, the movies, but like an extended director's cut. Because you can, and also you got to cast um, Ricky Gervais as uh, as that stupid ghost, that annoying ass ghost, Peeves. He's the only person who could play Peeves. Ricky Gervais? Yes. No, we don't give him money. We don't give <laughs> Ricky Gervais fair point, money. Fair point. But you get somebody no. like a Ricky Gervais, some annoying you do, Brit but, who uh, can, you know. Yeah. But the point is, is... Good James A. Caster. Warner Media could, could like drop some serious cash on this by hiring these people using the official movie music, the sound effects, all that stuff, you know, uh, and then have like, have like an amazing narrator and then release each one of these once a year. And it would be this hyped up like audio book. You know what I mean? It'd be like the, the cast is back like for a an smarter extended investment than more fantastic beast movies. Exactly. <laughs> Let's not give JK Rowling more money. Well, <laughs> fine. Fair point. Fair I've point. been thinking about queuing up those audiobooks. I've actually yeah. never read Harry Potter. I've heard uh, great things about the audiobooks them. are awesome. The audiobooks are great. They don't need yeah. to be remade. But I just mm. I have that. I feel like that's a good thing to run to. Actually, yeah, like it probably will be like really fun and energetic. Yeah, they are mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. Especially Maybe if I won't you put read them at Goldfinch tomorrow. Who yeah. knows? Put oh. them at two times. Put on Sorcerer's Stone. Yeah. Two, two times speed. Yeah. Um, I read the Harry Potter books for the first time in the past year or so, and they're good, but it, but it did reinforce my original thought of like, I think the movies are great. Like, I, th- I think that every, for everybody my whole life that has been saying, oh, no, the books are better, the books are better, I'm like, okay. Read the books, I'm like, nah. You we're guys, gonna, you guys, have a fist fine. fight in the grass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the movies do everything that's important, it's fine. And then people go, well, what about this minor subplot? It's not important, it's fine. Sorry. What about Spew? Come on, get at it. Yeah, that thing that they dropped. It's such a dumb. I was so annoyed should have at kept that. It. They should have kept it. Anyway, Spew is an organization that Hermione set up as soon as she learned about like what house elves were, and she's like, "Hey, that's racist." And all the other wizard kids and adults were like, "Hermione, shut up." Oh. And she was Hermione, like, shut "Okay, up. how is it racist?" Yeah, and they're like, "They're only she, slaves, yeah. idiot." <laughs> and they like to be it. They're fun. It's fun Duh. for them to be slaves. And she's like, mm. "And they're like, no stop." And she was like, "All right, I guess I'll stop." And then they just drop it. And they book. just drop it. It's, well, weird. it's like a joke. It's weird. Well, anyway, okay. It's but it's That's but it's not what I would have expected. Exactly. But it's pretty interesting to read that and go, oh, I can, I, I can kind of connect that to some of the problems that J.K. Rowling has had when she like says stuff later. In the, on. Yeah, yeah. When she says stuff mm-hmm. that people go, uh, you didn't have to say that. I'm so That's glad fine. I read those books all those yeah, years ago as a child. I know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I want to talk about this movie briefly to then get to some of oh, Perry's yeah. wonderful picks. We watched picks. Dawn of the yes, Dead. Yes. We watched Dawn of the Dead. Perry, give us your overall thoughts on this movie. You said that you saw it the first time when the remake came out. Yes. Then you rewatched it at a cool like like horror movie festival yes. a couple years back. Um, and this is like your third time ever watching it. Mm-hmm. What I want to know is on this rewatch, is there anything new that you're picking up? Did it go up? Did it go down? How do you feel about it? Overall thoughts? I think I'm always going to appreciate it just because of what George Romero started with this movie, mm-hmm. with Night of the Living Dead. I really can't dismiss it. And I know it probably had a completely different effect back in the day when it first came yeah. out. Right, right. But when you jump from <laughs> Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead remake and then I go directly into this movie... Mm-hmm. I think, again, I appreciated it on the first watch, but I wasn't wowed by it. Mm -hmm. And when I saw it again, I mean, anybody out there who loves horror, I highly recommend seeking out local horror film festivals. They do the best retro screenings. They have talent there, everything. I think uh, this particular festival, Tom Savini happened to have been there. And it was the cool. It was really one of the coolest experiences. Did he still have the mustache? 
I believe he still has a mustache. Awesome. Um, <laughs> He's wearing a helmet. And but it's like bandolier. when someone like that walks into a packed house yeah. for a screening for yeah. a movie that's as beloved yeah. as this, that's when it really plays well. When just like that infectious oh, I bet energy this consumes in that you. room would yeah. fucking exactly. fun as hell. And so it's like, fun. you know, yeah. like today is fun, but we're sitting on a couch poking fun at things sure. where it's like, and, and really the movie is riddled with like silly decisions and mm-hmm. like funny looking blocking. And why does Steven run like that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when Whenever a zombie gets hit by a truck, they just jump. <laughs> yeah, those kinds of those kinds of things that I think, yeah, like you're saying, Perry, we can unfortunately see some of the Matrix code of how they made this movie for an incredible budget of 1.5 million dollars or whatever, and then it went on to make 50 million. So it's the same when like Keller and I watched the first Saw last year, beginning of last year. We can appreciate it. It's just something that it's like I can't really take it at face value. Truly, like you know, but I can appreciate the movie making behind Hallie. it. Yeah, those moments of acting where you're like, oh, there's 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 a couple scenes in Dawn of the Dead, not great acting, and it's like, and that, that that's the crazy thing is we know Carrie Elwes is good. I yeah. know he is. Yeah, he's a great just, evil mayor. Yes, I just know he needs more than like a one take rehearsal, like that. You know, seriously, yeah, yeah, they just shot the rehearsals and they're like, you know what? And like, fine, we fucking did it. And James Wan's like, I got it, mate. Let's move on, Mike. We're good. <laughs> wow, you guys have some good accents. I'm James Thanks. Wan. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! Oh my God! Thank you. <laughs> oh, Richard Swar. <laughs> Swar. That's amazing. Oh my God! I love James Wan, but that's that's really funny. That's great. Um, okay, so those are your overall thoughts. Is there, is there anything else that uh, that from this sort of rewatch, whether it was negative or positive, like you said, we're kind of poking fun at it. We were having some fun. Anything new that you picked up on, positive or negative? Probably like nothing, nothing too new. Mm-hmm. It's just it kind of reinforced the, the appeal of shopping malls to me. It's yeah. like it's further proof that it doesn't matter, you know, how many cracks I can see in the movie, how silly some of the behavior is. Mm-hmm. If you set any story in a mall, <laughs> you will instantly get me. Yeah. And I think just about any kind of I mean, really any horror movie out there that's set in a mall, mm-hmm. I'm going to watch. And there's mm-hmm. endless possibilities. And I really do applaud how many teeny tiny corners of this mall they managed to bring the story into. Yes, because I'm like, they, this is a great mall. They yeah. use that stuff to great effect, too. Yep, it's I agree. It's a quality yeah. mall. They especially everything. Especially when I read up on it and I'm like, they filmed this at night? After yeah. a mall, a real working mall closed and they would film from like 11 p.m. till 7 in the morning. Like, I love that. At some point, they find steak and a lot. I think that's actually the <laughs> thing, though, mall? that stands out to me most yeah. about this movie and really most of Romero's movies is that it doesn't matter if it's like super dark and scary or mm-hmm. kind of silly. Mm-hmm. You can always feel the amount of love that they have to pour into all this stuff because, again, they don't spend a lot of money on these movies. People have to give like every ounce of themselves to shoot. Uh, overnight and all that kind of yeah. stuff, and, and I then feel like Hector you can was feel saying it. how yeah. fun it would be just to oh fucking run God. around a mall at run nighttime, shooting stuff, with, yeah, or even if, knocking if over stuff. You get hired as a zombie extra, and that's the shoot. It's like okay, meet here at ten thirty at night or like ten o'clock oh my at night. God, that's where I work. We're gonna put makeup on you. You're gonna go, you know, for yeah. hours in, in the middle at like a, an abandoned mall at night. The guy who's just like. Yeah, <laughs> like I did that once. Cat noises. I did that, that once in an airport uh, for the set visit for the movie. Have you ever seen Warm Bodies? Speaking yeah. speaking of good, yeah. actually, movies to watch and books to read. That's a good adaptation. But this is the for um, the the uh, uh, Nicholas Holt yes zombie rom com drama Teresa Palmer. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, when they flew us to Canada for that set visit, they decided to make all the jer- usually when you go on a set visit, you like sit in a dark room for mm-hmm. however many hours, and whenever when somebody from the cast has a free minute you talk yeah exactly but for this one they decided to not do that and dress us all up as zombie extras are and you in the movie i mean have you I seen am yourself like, so there were two days that they did this okay. the other day not my day yeah got like i mean oh. an epic wide shot where they all look so so cool oh, and sorry. i am like a blurry dot by baggage claim in the <laughs> so trailer yes, you're in this movie cool. i so guess that, technically so I'm i in guess the movie. to answer this question yes, yes you're in this movie you're okay. in warm bodies that's awesome yeah that's cool it's, it's like rob cordry was in that he, yeah, he yeah. was. He's great. Yeah, he is. I like great. Rob Corddry. He's yeah. so funny. 
Well, that's hilarious. Underrated. But Did you have it's fun? Not, it's not easy being a zombie extra. Yeah, I feel. I, I feel like I had a tougher job than most because all of the clothing they picked for me is basically mm. the opposite of what I'm wearing. Mm. I was, I, I kept calling it slutty business zombie because, <laughs> I mean, it was it was like a like a torn up shirt, like <gasps> these high heel. Like I don't like wearing heels unless yeah, I yeah. have to, and when I and do have to, it's only for three hours. We we day. were there for for oh probably God. ten to twelve not hours. Just, <sighs> Keller, she's not just standing in heels. You have to then zombie walk in heels. Yeah. Were you dragging your leg in heels? Oh my gosh. I think I was doing more of a pathetic shuffle. No, I definitely, no. it's like the, the ankle scene we were just watching. I couldn't yeah. do anything like that. Wow. No, but I did also observe that too. Like I had just By recently. By the end of the day, just walking in heels, you look like a zombie, right? Yeah, that's that true. true. <laughs> that's true. I definitely do. A, a zombie <laughs> holding her heels like, oh. Like, <laughs> well, the gun stuck on his finger yeah. and I, I died uh, holding her in heels. So that's what funny. I would look like. That be great or the zombie that had the lollipop in her hair that was funny <laughs> that was in awesome. the movie but i just recently rewatched the original planet of the apes also 1968 and i also made an observation and it's unfair but i made the observation of like wow the actors in this movie are great but the way that they're acting like apes is is so different than how actors act like apes today with like andy circus and motion capture and the way that they the they fit, would just the like watch it. apes yeah and said everybody's like Hey, if you told a four-year-old, be a monkey. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, okay, I'm an ape now. Exactly. But um, but same thing with zombie stuff. It's like I was watching the extras in this, and they were overall fine. But to see even coupled with the zombie makeup advancements, the way that zombie actors act these days is mm-hmm. like, it's incredible. Well, it's that's, practically stunt work. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. But like you yeah. go to a haunted house and the zombie oh, actors are doing true. a better job and because they're, they're they've awesome. seen it forever. Yeah. The rules like, were still coming together, though. Exactly. I mean, that's the other thing is we can't look back at this and assess it the same it's way we so, assess yeah. new stuff because I, Romero basically wrote the rule book for, for cinematic sure. zombies. It made, in that first movie, he wrote it. Exactly, which I was really impressed with. So Keller and I, as part of our rule for the podcast, if there's ever a sequel... And we haven't gotten to a movie, the movie that comes before, like so far in the list, we will watch the movie before. So, for example, last year we watched Back to the Future Part 2. That came up pretty early in the list because yep. it's like far down yeah, in the yeah. list. So Keller and I were like, well, we've seen it a million times, but like let's rewatch Part 1 just to know you know, where we're coming from to then watch Part 2 so that it's fair. So earlier in the week we, we rewatched Night of the Living Dead to know kind of what was happening, what what that movie was 10 years before this one came out. And all those rules were laid out. Mm-hmm. And watching both of the movies, this is a, like my biggest takeaway. Even if I can't really love these two movies the way that I might love, love other zombie movies, Shaun of the Dead might be my favorite ever. It's just like iconic to me. Yeah. I still thought like I had a fantasy of like, if I ever have a kid one day, the ice caps are maybe still around. If I have a kid, maybe these two movies would be something I would show the kid. Because they're definitely like scary but again, compared to where we are today, I'm like, I'm like, there's stuff in it that's pretty tame. And you show a kid meaning like nine, ten years old. The funny stuff. thing is, I feel like uh, didn't Dawn of the Dead have the the rating problem where he was forced to cut stuff out or something? Oh, really? I feel like Dawn of the Dawn of the Dead might have been something Maybe. where that happened. But I feel like Dawn of the Dead also has a more playful vibe yes. than oh, it's uh, so Night of the it's Living very Dead. Silly. Yeah. Yes. So I feel like for that reason, and also because kids nowadays are used to seeing very realistic representations yes. mm-hmm. of blood, and when you have the bright red stuff, it seems it's, it seems like play blood. Correct. It, it seems playful. It seems you know like World War Z is rated PG thirteen, the Brad Pitt movie, and it's, and it's crazier and it's, than this. it's crazier yeah. and in a lot of, in a lot of ways scarier, and yeah. yet it's not as like violent. With that, you know, rated R, you know. Meanwhile, it feels ten times more vicious to me. I know. Yeah, it does. Oh, man, that guy. That's just what I'm saying. This is playful. Clicking a te- his teeth yeah. at the end. <laughs> Hate it. And all those Hate hordes it. climbing up the wall and everything. Mm-hmm. What a great trailer. Uh, Keller, overall thoughts. Dawn of the Dead. Overall thoughts. Uh, it was. It was a good. T- it was a good time. Yeah. It, I thought it was going to be different and same better. Yes, I guess. And it just was sillier like, than I expected. Yeah. 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 More playful. Also, just because we just watched Night of the Living Dead. Right. So I was like, there was like zombie. This is the zombie movie to end all zombie movies. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot sillier than I thought. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't but it, go to that mall. It was still, again, like you have to remember the context. This is the first time we're seeing the uh, the zombie story told in a mall, which now True. it just seems so cliched. Now it seems so like we're going to hunker down. Instead of a mall, it's a prison. Instead of a mall, it's a, it's a this, it's a that, whatever. But I mean, really, anybody who doesn't choose location. a mall is 
stupid. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. said you IKEA would be a all. good. Yeah, yeah I, I think IKEA yeah. is a good second mm-hmm. option, but you got to find some place that has everything. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Originally, my plan was prison because I had a bit. I'd been a fan of the Walking Dead comic book. And they, they do that in the comic pretty early on. And I was like, oh, my God, what a brilliant idea. It's so fortified. It's a fortress. Like, yeah. it's a fortress. But then when the show came out, I'm like, well, now, great. Everybody's going to go to a prison because it is a smart idea. But now the show is more popular than people reading the comic book. So I'm SOL. Uh, let's go down to San Diego and take that big boat. Good idea. Take that big old battleship. Yeah. Let's do it. Party. Maybe I'll do it Zombieland style and go to an amusement park. That's a great plan, except I feel like it would be very Hard to popular. maintain. Disneyland would be overrun just because you everybody think? will go there. Yeah. Here's well, cool going to Knott's. No one's going to go to Knott's. <laughs> That's a good Fair point. point. Abandoned at Knott's Berry <laughs> Farm. Oh, man. All right, cool. All if anything happens, if anything happens in a zombie apocalypse and someone's like, where's Perry Nemiroff? Where's Perry? I'll be like, <laughs> check Knott's Berry Farm. <laughs> well, they, they also have everything there. They do. They got jam, they do. jelly. Exactly. Oh, man. Strawberry. That, stuff, that stuff lasts. That stuff it's lasts. It's, that's why I call it preserves. <laughs> exactly. It's preserved. Does it last longer than gasoline, which is now like mm. ruined my brain for the yeah, rest sorry. of Yeah, sorry. I'm building an engine that runs on <laughs> jam. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Snoopy, so let's exactly. go to Knott's. I fucking love Snoopy. And man, like fingers crossed, we get a zombie apocalypse during uh, Christmas time. Fingers crossed, because then it's a uh, Grinch at Knotts, right? No, he's at Universal. No, he's at Universal. Yeah. Who's it? Who's it? I think it's just Christmas peanuts. Maybe too. a baseball stadium. That's the other thing. Because mm. like baseball stadium, yeah. And it's like it's super contained. contained. Did you ever? Were you ever at San Diego Comic Con when they had the Walking Dead Escape? Oh there? yeah. Oh Hands yeah. Hands down, my favorite Comic Con event that ever ever existed cool. and it was dangerous and cool. they got rid of it <laughs> people got hurt people, people died yeah. uh people got hurt that's so funny they deserved it wow what? um they deserved it my plan is zombie apocalypse goes down i'm grabbing my loved ones we're going to area 51 y'all i'm checking it out hmm. because of the zombie apocalypse let's see, what's is true. Let's, see what's ha- let's see the aliens do you have an emergency what them aliens bag? Are doing. No, bug, a bug bag, bugaboo, bug is that, out bag. Is that what they're called? They're called bug oh, out bug, bags. Bug out bags. Do not that have one. Sense. I should, okay. huh? Um, should. After, because I'm a New York native, so earthquakes aren't really my thing. Sure. I actually wasn't even here for the earthquake, but mm-hmm. after that earthquake, the first thing I did was buy my cat an emergency Aww. bag and not myself. Oh, now I got to. You take this and you get out <laughs> if you have to. <laughs> <laughs> Leave, go. <laughs> You'll have a better chance than I. You're small. You can fit into crevasses. It's awesome. It comes with like a little like a fold out litter box. Like all I have to do is put litter in a plastic bag and his food in a plastic bag. It's got like a water bowl and everything. That's amazing. That's actually smart. Let's do it. For the cats. Yeah, we got to get them. Kiki, shoo. Let's go. Run. There's a 9.0. Go. On the horizon. (laughs) Go, Kiki. (laughs) (laughs) Jump. Jumping over crevasses. All right. Full backpack on. My overall thoughts are pretty much the same as Keller's. Very appreciative of this movie. I don't feel like I'll ever want to watch it again, but I am more curious than ever, really, to see that. To see that remake, to see the Zack Snyder. I'm scared to see that one. Yeah. Yep. Because Perry warns us that it's gnarly. Yeah, it's intense. I highly recommend, obviously, watching the Zack Snyder one. Mm -hmm. But if there's ever something like, you know, like a cemetery screening where they play Dawn. I would see this in a theater. That is the ideal place to go with like that communal vibe. That's why I speak so highly of horror film festivals, horror conventions. There is like an added thing when it comes to the horror community. Yeah, it's it's intense. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of the best things I've done all year is going to the Overlook Film Festival. Just being in New Orleans for a long weekend with a whole bunch of people who love this crazy stuff as much as I do. That's awesome. It was great. Uh, That's the perfect place for it, too. What's the stuff that they have? Spooky. Here in LA, they have a bunch of like horror conventions in LA. There, there's Monster Palooza, which yeah. I keep missing every year, mm. which which bums me out. Uh, Beyond Fest is coming up. Beyond cool. Fest or usually Fantastic has Fantastic Fest. That one's coming up. Yeah, Fant- oh, I can't talk about it. That's okay. <laughs> All right, Fantastic Fest <laughs> is hands down like. I, I think amongst my little mm-hmm. horror contingent, like the best of the best as far <gasps> yeah. as horror cool. film festivals go. And I have yet to go. Uh, I'm dying to sorry. go. But I can't do it because it's always back to back with TIFF. Yeah. And I come back from TIFF so, I mean, yes. so, so burnt out and exhausted. I mean, thank you for, again, again, coming over yeah. this weekend. Yeah, because thank you. <laughs> We, I hope I hope I am speaking in complete sentences you, right yeah, now. You did yeah. that, and now you're running a half marathon tomorrow. No, full. I mean, a, full. a little more than a than a half tomorrow. Whoa. I don't know the math. I'm gonna get up at 4:30 uh, a.m. Make sure that here? I'm on the you're road so nice. before the sun Thank the sun so comes much. up. That's disgusting. Isn't before it? The dawn. Yeah. That's the real dawn of the dead. I'll, right f- there. I'll fully admit it too. It's gross. But didn't you learn anything from the movie Zombieland? You gotta you gotta limber up and you gotta be able to run. So early bird. I should be fine. Is that? 
my real secret motivation for this is like, it's not a, oh, it's a bucket list thing. I want to do the New York City Marathon. It's a, I want to be able to outrun some zombies. Well, you I run th- with a baseball bat that. with nails in it, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you train. <laughs> the trainer's like, Perry. People do run these things Perry, in costumes. I feel like they yeah. probably wouldn't let me run with that through the streets of New York City. <laughs> I think you should. <sighs> they they do have zombie runs. Uh, right no before, thanks. Right before <laughs> I left New York, I did, it was like a, a zombie run. I think it was five miles, like pitch black mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. not lit up whatsoever and we're like running through the woods and there's people like dressed up and it's like flag football you got flags on you and they're trying to <gasps> pull them off and that represents a bite it was insanely dangerous and so then you become a zombie if you no get, you're, you're, just, you're just like out you're dead if you make it out. to the end and you have is your this, flags you're fine is this too meta because i have not maybe i have seen this but i want to see more of it is that every zombie movie or tv show always exists in a world where like there's never been zombie movies or tv shows so it's always like a new thing like people are like what's going on what if there was a zombie movie that opens with like zombie fun run everybody come like let's do it and then that's where the outbreak happens so people there's, really don't know like oh my god oh my god it's real oh my god just on the call tip the movie of my fun tongue run. right now where they just did that recently really? and i can't remember for the life of me what it was like at a horror convention or like you know it's always dumb to Every time there's a, um, I've seen it a couple times, uh, like a superhero thing will try to be like, anyway, over at Comic-Con and then they film a Comic-Con, but it's like a, it's supposed to be San Diego Comic-Con, but it's like super low budget, like, you know, one room thing. I'm like, that's not San Diego Comic-Con. No, I'm like, don't try all. to fool me. Maybe it's, did you guys watch Black Summer? No. on Netflix no. No. maybe there was a me- maybe that is what I'm thinking about yeah. I think that's the most recent news zombie uh, content okay. I've watched maybe it was that well speaking of stuff that you've watched Perry uh-huh. tell us about what movie you would pick or just like your favorite movies give us like if all the say, movies that immediately popped into your head because it was yeah, like we, 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you were saying, you know, the things that I would want to make sure are on this list, yes. even if it's something a little more obvious, I think the, because I know you already have, you have Jurassic Park and Scream, yes. which are yes. my top two movies of all time. Is Scream on the list? On our new list? Uh, Shoot, I don't know, what actually. What did Clark add to the list? Clark Wolf added The Thing, 1982. Okay, so okay. Scream is not on the list yet, then. Yeah, I don't think that the original, the first Scream, is on our new list of our guests' lists. It's not. <laughs> Wait, let's get the rules here. Do I have, like, a maximum of what I could add? No, the maximum is one. Oh shit! But the just reason, this time, oh, but can I you curse? can come. Did I just get you an explicit rating? What the rating? fuck did you just do, <laughs> Perry? You. All of our fuck. sponsors just quit. Perry, <laughs> come the fuck back, sponsors. Sponsors, they're fucking hey. shitty sponsors. Sponsors, anyway. you never sponsor. Know. Stop being a real Piece fucking shit shithead sponsor. Come on, okay, they're back. Okay, okay. All right, hey, cool. thanks for coming back. Hey, thanks for coming back. I didn't sponsors. mean to say all those cusses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sorry for cussing. Uh, this is this is these are the rules. Okay. Okay. Oh, um, now it feels like I need to pick Scream. Those are the rules. Re- uh, oh, very know. nice. You can pick any movie. It's any movie. Hmm. It can even be the movie that we watched today. It is just something that you feel deserves to exist on a list of the 500 movies ever made because you're flipping through the magazines list and we all disagree with it. We're like, eh, yeah. eh, And right? you're going to come back. You're going to yes. pick another one. We, so okay. we like The rules are we try to have a different person each week for one full calendar year. So, so next we've year had, you so, can come back. So we've had a few guests from 2018 come back for 2019. You can come back for 2020, okay. pick another film next okay. year, and then you'll be the, in the two-timers club and then pick another pick So this then. isn't your only but chance. Not your is, only chance. This is still becoming the most stressful question <laughs> I've answered in a while. You have to. Here's the other rules. You have to say the movie title backwards. You have to have your eyes closed. You, you have, have to, to eliminate all the vowels within <laughs> the correct, title. Correct, correct. You're messing then, with me, but I will yes. do this. No, okay. don't. Don't do it. Um, do you know about spoonerisms? Yes. What? What is that? I don't know how to do. I forgot how to Spo- do them. Spoonerisms. <laughs> so I have like uh, a weird obsession with spoonerisms. It's where you have like, let's say your name, and you take the first letter of your first name oh, and the Nectar first letter Havaro. of your. Nectar Havaro. It's a good one, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Nectar Havaro. Nectar but it's like once here's, when I. Here's the problem. I'm Kellers Neller would be. Ka-block. No, Kellers would be Keller Knoblock. Well, the silent K. <laughs> Okay, so, so you want to go Nella yeah, I'm Cobblock going K in. in. I'm okay. taking the whole K in with me. Okay. Yeah. Mary Pemeroff isn't that much fun. That's, I like that's it. Funny. Yeah, that's like right another name. That's funny. Yeah. It's like a whole other, yeah. Once I was watching uh, the news Some as people a kid say I'm with Pemeroff, my family. But I'm Mary Pemeroff. Someone accidentally said Woos Brillis. And then ever since then, it's like a running oh, joke with my family where we say it so all the time. Funny. And when I was doing my uh, interviews for the movie Vice last year, no. Amy Adams accidentally said Lickenden Cheney. And I, I mean, like I lost it. I almost didn't recover. And then she got super sad when she realized she's just Amy Adams. Yeah. 
<laughs> Sorry, Amy I Adams. About that. Sorry. Boring name, Amy Adams, but wonderful actress. I think yeah. she said the exact, yeah, like, she's like, like another boring, boring thing yeah. about me. Yeah. <laughs> she was great. a very good she's sport. She's the greatest. So, that is hands down one of my favorite interviews of so all time because she's a delight and for the Spoonerism reason. So for that, so all of that having been said, knowing that Scream hasn't been picked yet. I have to put Scream. You're going to okay. pick like, Scream. Awesome. Yeah, okay. There's no question. Okay. Okay. What else popped to your head though? Yes. Um, the other option I was going to go for is uh, Stand By Me. Oh, which excellent. Is, that, that's a classic and essential. It is. That and might be. No, it's not. I don't I, think it's been added yet. It hasn't been yet. I no, started to go through my list of my five favorite movies of all time. I want to hear those. Wow. Yeah. So you uh, got Scream, Jurassic, Stand By Me. Jurassic, Jurassic Park, Park is locked at one. Scream is locked at two. Those wow. never change. Three, four, and, and five switch a little, but mm-hmm. usually, usually it's... Stand by me. I have mm. a minor obsession slash can say every single line of Billy Madison, okay. which is okay. Wow. Okay. which is a thing that I do. Uh, wow. Nightmare Before Christmas. Wow. And then sometimes uh, Inside Out sneaks in there. <gasps> Wally used to be my favorite Pixar movie of all time, Until but Inside, Inside Out? Out recently topped Ooh, that. I like. Are you a big Pixar fan? I'm a huge Pixar. Yeah. Fan. Uh, I got Inside Out in 3D, and it's incredible it i mean all the pic- all the okay. pixar movies are great i I'm still tempted. have i still have to get wally you don't have them all in 3d you don't have monsters inc in 3d no no, no i know you don't. i need to get that and monsters university and wally and up and i feel like those are the last four that i need to get because yeah. i've got the toy story trilogy i have incredibles 2 which is awesome it's great i've got awesome. coco which makes me cry Coco's in 3d phenomenal. um yeah actor cries in 3d I cry in 3d <laughs> uh no but inside out is amazing i still can tear up thinking about when goofball island falls in that movie i'm like what a what a metaphor! Yeah, <laughs> no, it's re- it's really it's heartbreaking. Beautiful. It's beautiful. Wow, my so. island still stands strong. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> beep, beep. Anyway, I wish I had that movie when I was a teeny tiny child. Yeah. I feel like I'd be able to process emotions better as an adult. Yes, all we had was Mister Rogers. I know <laughs> that hack. <laughs> just he's, too boring he's the best at a point <laughs> yeah he just taught me about how yogurt was made great Honestly, it's like, thanks hey knew that yeah. <laughs> Mr. Rogers we think I'm some idiot three year old I know how yogurt's made I know it's got cultures in it <laughs> no I love I love Fred Rogers like me too w- w- uh, like a lot I, I think he's love great Fred Fred Rogers is on my Mount Rushmore of like good decent men okay good decent famous men it's Fred Rogers um God, that's uh, it. We did it. That's it. Fred Rogers. There's a dude on there. Uh, I, <laughs> I think I had Fred Rogers, but I need to do more ages. research. But I feel like everybody also loves um, uh, the painter guy. What's his name? Bob Ross. Oh, Bob Ross. Oh, yeah. Okay. Would, he, would he be on that? I'd throw him up there just because I'd like to see that afro up there. Who else is like the sweetest? Like, I man. mean, now that we're going with like a more of a visual idea, I'd yeah. have to put Sam Jackson up there. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Motherfucking yes. Yeah, so if it's exactly. okay, if we're putting some edge into it, putting putting some stank on it, but I think Sam Jackson deserves to be on okay. that Mount Rushmore of good dudes. Uh, I feel like Lin Manuel Miranda would be on there. Okay, everybody's just like he's great. Yeah, he, right? no one has anything bad to say about yeah, him. Yeah, but yeah. It's like this guy's a dork. Sometimes I'm like, <laughs> I'm like maybe Dwayne the Rock Johnson, maybe. Mm. Uh, right? No, too Republican. Two or five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so you've got Scream, Jurassic Why Park. Why Scream? Yeah, tell it just if, just really Why quick. Why did you pick Scream? Why does Scream have to be on this list? Because uh, now Jurassic Park is your number one. Yes. And why? So why is Scream your number two? And why do you think it does deserve to be on the, Jurassic, the Jurassic Park's uh, slightly above Scream. Well, mm-hmm. they're both movies that I'll watch over and over. When I talk about my favorite movies of all time, mm-hmm. that usually tends to be like a dominating factor. It's like I appreciate things that you know really move me once, and maybe you know it's it's too heartbreaking to ever watch again, mm-hmm. but. My top 10 are all movies that I can obsessively watch. If they're on a TV anywhere in my vicinity, I will stop and become mesmerized. Mm -hmm. Jurassic Park is phenomenal, though, because that is a movie that was released in 93 and has not aged a day. Seriously. It is still, okay, minus the computer system at the end, admittedly, but I still uh, think uh, that uh, movie is so strong, it plays super well. Agreed. Uh, Scream... I'll just never forget my first time seeing Scream. So I grew up uh, with a Nana who loved horror movies and I used (laughs) to watch all of the scary movies. And like I was a teeny tiny single digit child watching, you know, 
poltergeist and all this crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. My mom agreed to take me to see Scream in the theaters when I was also a teeny tiny child. And it's just like, I'll never forget when that first opening scene was done and like Drew Barrymore's hanging from her tree with the insides on the outsides. And I think like I looked over my mom and she's just sitting there. I'm like, oh, she's thinking, what the heck did I just do to this poor child? And you loved it. And it changed your life. Like I got, I got really obsessed with it and Scream ended up being a real, like a backwards way of learning about Mm -hmm. horror genre and coming yeah. to appreciate it just it's, because it's educational you it's, recognize it's all the super tropes. it's mm-hmm. super meta it's like i learned about the tropes through scream um there's bits of ho- i've watched halloween countless times mm-hmm. but the first stitch of halloween i ever saw is the scene in scream yeah. so just the way that scream opened me up to the horror genre and just movie making in general just mm-hmm. blew my mind that's awesome i'm that same with like uh, James Bond and Austin Powers first. Like I got Austin Powers first and learned about all the tropes and all the, and then, you know, retroactively yeah. learned about James Bond and all that bullshit. But it didn't make you like James Bond. No, <laughs> Austin Powers is still great. Austin Powers is still great. Well, eh, maybe it doesn't hold up the best, but um, awesome. I haven't seen it yet. I really want to, before you go, Perry, I want to finish this podcast and then go and show you five minutes of Jurassic Park. I just would really love quick. That. We're okay. going to do that. Okay. We're going to do that. Keller, what movie are we watching next week? Next week, we're watching The Double Life of Veronique. And our guest is going to be also from Collider. She's going to be joining us. And also, The Double, a double, life, of, uh, the double life of Veronique is available on the, on the Criterion channel. Right? Yeah, is I that what we? I think that's what you determined. Right. That's what we determined. So it's on yeah. there if you have that. Check your local library. Check, yeah. Check, check your local listings. Check there. Uh, but I think it might also be rentable other places, but it's like streaming on the Criterion channel. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But our guest is going to be Wendy Lee Zani. Did I pronounce her last name correct? Zany. Zany. Wendy Lee Zany is going to be here. Wendy's wonderful. Wendy's not going to do it. Wonderful. No. <laughs> Sponsors, come back. <laughs> fucked it up. Sponsors, <laughs> fucking come back, you pieces of shit. You guys but, have quite the lineup there. I just yes, like some of those and looked at some guests? of your names. Yeah, you right guys here? have good company we've got, here. We've got Sam you Raimi. Give a spoiler? We've got Barry yeah. Sonnefeld. No, we've got... Um, uh, uh, Clark Wolf is coming back for her second time. We have after Wendy Lee Zaney, we've got Chelsea Pine talking about Finding Nemo, which yes. I got oh, in 3D. Nice. Ooh, we're watching great. that in 3D. We are. Uh, we have Clark Wolf is going to be here for Heathers. Oh, uh, of course. Jamie Loftus is going to be here for Spider Man 2. Oh, yeah. Michelle Buckman for A Hard Day's Night. Oh, I'll be able to get my uh, copy of Avatar The Last Airbender on Blu ray back. Ooh, Michelle will come back I for that. Have great. Uh, Dustin Butler. Jesse Malton's going to be here for Zeleg. Nice. Mm, that's going to be great. Sasha Pearl Raver for uh, the Jungle Book, the original animated. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. We got some great guests for the rest of this year. Ash Crossan towards the end for um, you can stop now. You don't have to keep Little going. Miss Sunshine. I can just keep going. Don't don't. And Who then, got uh, Batman Returns? Danny Fernandez. <gasps> she did yeah. the first Batman too. Slightly yeah. jealous. Yeah. So it's like we're getting a little continuity oh there. Boy. Yeah, that's going to be love fun. I Batman Returns. And I'm so be... glad it's ranked higher than the first one. Yeah. <laughs> it makes I me thought happy. I was in the my when I pulled mm. that at the office, everyone got so mad at me. Really? Yeah, it was a, it became a contentious thing when we pulled did the it top, what? top top 50 superhero movies of sure. all time and I oh, it should I be in there. definitely ranked Batman Returns yeah. pretty pretty well, high. Yeah. I think it's so much better than the yeah. first one. It's I mean, so much more yeah. fun. I love them both, but that one's way better. Fucking Michelle Pfeiffer. I know, man. Is I know. nuts in that movie. I so Danny DeVito, Danny DeVito is nuts. I know. In that movie. I saw that movie in theaters too, and I like had seared in my brain him biting the head off a fish for way too long. It's like what Me a too. that's commitment. What a choice. <laughs> what a choice. Thanks, a Tim choice. Burton. Thanks, Tim. So yeah, guys, go watch the Double Life of Veronique, and I think the, our new episode uh, right after this one should be out pretty soon, so that we can kind of play catch up a little bit. So be on the oh, lookout. Oh, next for week, that. yeah, we're gonna read some one star reviews yeah. that we received. <laughs> And Perry, uh, before you go, can you let everybody know where they can find you, follow you on the internet, and if there's anything that you want to point them to? Sure. Uh, well, I'll go first for Collider Movie Talk mm-hmm. on nice. the Collider Videos YouTube channel. Every day now, 9 a.m. 9 a.m. Pacific, mm-hmm. noon Eastern. We're moving to the morning, and we're going to have a longer show, and it's going to be a lot of fun. And then I have my own personal YouTube channel where if you want to catch my review of The Joker, that's where that is. <gasps> Ooh, I got to see that. Yeah. The Joker. Yeah. I can't wait. I can't wait. Does he... Does he um, does he fight Batman in it? Don't tell me. Don't tell me. I don't wait, know. Wait, wait, don't wait, know. Wait. Does he fight? Uh, does he fight Robin in it? No, it's don't a tell good me. Don't thing tell me. nobody can see facial expressions. Yeah. Like I have no poker face whatsoever. So if you said something that you was true, face. I would give yeah. it away in a hot second. Yeah, you have a Joker face. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. We mean yeah, it yeah. as a compliment. Well, I am which smiling, is, so I guess exactly. that's kind of on brand. That's for him. all it is. Yeah. It's uh, kind of his thing, fi- I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of his thing is smiling. Um, so guys, check all that out and and follow Perry on the internet if you're not already doing that. And we'll be back very soon for The Double Life of Veronique with Wendy Lee Zaney. And um, thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye.